the Faster Than the World podcast. I am Ryan Pangolin, your host, and today's episode is an incredibly special one. Um, a few weeks ago, um, March 9th, I believe, uh, Jonathan Moore, uh, also known as Wordsayer of Source of Labor and Jasiri Media Group, passed away. And it's a really big blow as far as uh, not just the hip-hop community in Seattle, but the Seattle arts community, cultural community in general. Um, Wordsayer is the kind of guy who gave a lot of people a lot of opportunity. I mean, I'm certainly, certainly I got a lot of chances to perform because of him. And I don't think that there's any, like, way... There's any... I don't think that there's a way where I can appropriately talk about his contributions and and eulogize him because he he did a lot. And, you know, I know that a lot of people have had issues with him just as far as business goes. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, he looked out for the kids. It, you know, like I said, my myself included, I am, you know, certainly a beneficiary from, from his tireless efforts to make sure that like hip hop culture, um, hip hop as a, as a business, as a, as a form of expression, like was able to continue like a lot, almost every person um, after, after Wordsayer, like, you know, directly or indirectly was impacted by him. And, you know, it, it sucks. Like, and I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I was ever really close to him, but, you know, certainly it was on a first name basis where if he saw me, he'd be like, Hey Ryan, what's up? And I mean, I'm just, I was just, a, you know, like, uh, I was just a stupid kid when we first met, I was like 15 um, maybe 16 years old. Um, but he always looked out, you know, he always had free vinyl or free CDs, um, for me to listen to or to play at shows. Um, one time, uh, I was able to open up for Source of Labor and it was, it was a fun show, you know, it was, I mean, I can't even, you know, that's like one of the, the fondest memories I have as a DJ just because I didn't, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get paid, but you know, that wasn't even the point. Like I, it was just a good time. And you know, when you're, when you're in your late teens or early twenties and you do stuff like that is, you know, like it doesn't, there's a lot of dumb stuff that I've been through. Um, you know, that, that my, I might've thought was fun, but you know, they're, they're kind of just faded memories you know, versus something like, you know, playing with Source of Labor on Halloween weekend, you know, at an all-ages show, like, that's an indelible memory. Like, I still remember, you know, being there, DJing with Dice and DV1, you know, a friend of the podcast, Corey Ball, was also there. You know, these these things stick out, and, you know, Wordsayer was a direct part of making that kind of shit happen, you know? And, and, you know, my interaction with him, all, all of them positive, um, was very minuscule, but, you know, I, the impact, I still, you know, obviously hold very dearly. Um, so today's interview, uh, was our first time meeting, I believe. 
I was 16 years old and writing for Mirror, which was an, an offshoot teen publication of the Seattle Times. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I wrote this article about the state of Seattle hip-hop, and uh, Wordsayer was one of the people that I talked to. Um, I think other people, part of that was um, B Mellow, Topspin, and and uh, a handful of uh, E-Rock, uh, probably a lot of other people. Um, but uh, I found this tape, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, it's one of the first big stories that I did, one of the earliest interviews. Um, so, And also, it's 15, 16-year-old Ryan. You can hear my totally fobbish accent, which is great. Um, so, so you know, keep it. You know, as it'll it'll be very transparent that uh, I was a hip hop fan. Am am still, but you know, certainly ate up a lot of uh, who I was. You know, in in the uh, mid to late nineties, uh, but also a child of immigrants. You know, just just based on on how I spoke, but it's it was funny, you know, listening to this and just you know, I would say that in in, in any other circumstance, I would say that I'd be embarrassed by by this. Not not because I talked to John, um, but just because it was such like a an ancient part of 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 you know my journey uh, from journalist. It's a writer, it's a podcaster, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's just like looking at old baby pictures, you know, like, you know, where your mom shows you, shows your friends pictures of, of you with your ass hanging out, or your diaper getting changed or whatever, and this is somewhat similar. Um, but I did want to share this, because, you know, Wordsayer talked a lot about, about progressive stuff that I feel still rings true to this day. Um, as far as urban culture, hip hop culture, or, or what have you, and what it means to our generation and and and, and future and future generations at the, at the time, um, I have had a lot of positive dealings with people, you know, who have come up from under people who studied under under John, and it's it's making me not I don't want to say re appreciate Seattle hip hop but but it's 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 making for me it's becoming a lot more fun to get involved again and that's been a hard thing to for me to confront you know there's a lot of like personal problems and and you know that and, that, and that's just how we are like that's just the nature of being a human being you know you deal with a lot of stuff and you try to balance it all out and I'm at a point in my life right now where, you know, I'm having fun doing this podcast. I'm having fun playing in my band and and I'm having fun getting the DJ again. And I think Jonathan's, John's passing is a reminder that we have to keep it moving. You know, like he was one guy, but he did so much for an entire fucking city. And I mean, I would, you know, and, and including myself, like I'll put myself in this conversation. Like I challenge everybody else to, to have a very similar impact, you know, 
Like, we shouldn't be... Fuck. You know, we shouldn't be... Um, openly and hostile... In, in hostile manner, like, criticizing younger kids. Like, we should be trying to, like, take what we know and and usher them into providing, like, a, a, a fulfilling culture. And... And, you know, that's that's certainly a big thing that I took from this conversation. And, you know, definitely more so as an adult listening to this almost 20 years later. It's insane. He was he was on point about a lot of stuff. And, you know, like we, you know, we won't ever have that influence again. But we can try our best to make to make sure that we are living up to what Wordsayer did. So I'm going to leave that there. This is my interview with Jonathan Moore, a.k.a. Wordsayer, from February 1998. And, uh, you know, feel free to listen, have a laugh. You know, it was, it, was, it was good times. And this is a moment that, you know, I will certainly cherish forever. So I'll check you guys next week with a new episode. Or in two weeks with a new episode. Okay, so, um, um, Seattle Hip Hop, you know, where it is right now in its future? Um, where is it now? Seattle Hip Hop right now is like, uh, it's like, to me, it's, it's the best place to be. Um, because right now, you know, we can, we can like create with like a, a level, a certain level of anonymity that like a lot of um, other underground artists in like other established cities, they don't have that, 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 um, they don't have that opportunity because they're like under close scrutiny because there are like labels there and things of that nature. But we can be out here and we can create and sort of like make mistakes, learn from our mistakes and not have to be under the microscope. Um, you know, quiet has kept Seattle like the, the, the best, you know, the best kept secret, you know what I'm saying, just in terms of like uh, well-rounded underground uh, independent talent from producing producers to b-boys to MCs to graph artists um, so I think a critical thing for for, for Seattle is just um, finding a medium to to, to, to to channel that creativity um, through the existing institutions without losing our identity that's something that's going to be critical and, and that's something that you know Jasiri as well as um, you know some other independent labels around town are, are taking part in doing just making sure that we can like develop relationships with some of the um, the other you know whether they be independent artists in other cities or major labels in other cities uh, just to let them know that we're here and we're not going anywhere and we're happy being here in Seattle. We don't need we don't need to go somewhere else to, to make it. We're making it here, you know, in our in our own town. Yeah. Um, Seattle. Can you define it? Can you define sound? Mm. No, not really. I mean, I'd say I'd have to say that it's. Uh, I know I know pretty much what comes out of Seattle because I'm in touch with. You know, I mean, the people who are creating the music. As well as um, you know my my own camp, but um, if I could say anything about it, it's just it's that it's a diverse sound. It's not like uh, there isn't one particular group or one partic particular label that defines the Seattle sound. And I think that's one thing that's that's good about it is that you have uh, a lot of different people creating uh, a lot of different quality music with a lot of different 
influences and inspirations. And I think, so the, the distinction or, or the definition of the Seattle sound is that it's really like non-definable. <laughs> you know, it, it, it can't be defined. It's just really eclectic. It has, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a bit of everything because we, we get, you know, we're, we're just in touch with uh, everything that happens, you know, around the states and around the world. And I think that we're, we, we pretty much, uh, I know that people up here are picky. You know what I mean? Just yeah. in terms of like, especially producers, we have some of the best producers, you know what I'm saying, on the planet, you know, and that's like, that's, that's on the real, that's not even like trying to pump it up, but, you know, from, from, from Negus, um, Negus One to Vitamin D to Top Spin to, to King Otto, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, as well as DJs, you know. So, no, nah, Seattle Sound is just, it, it's, it, it's, it's a sound, Seattle Sound, I think, is a sound that's going to shape like hip hop in the next millennium, you know. Yeah, it's shaped jazz, it's shaped rock, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Seattle Seattle's always been always been cutting edge, you know, just in terms of uh its musical offerings, uh it's 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 uh industrial and, and technological offerings, you know what I'm saying, from Boeing to Lockheed to Microsoft to 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 warehouses to all of these those different entities, but even on like a cultural and a musical level, I think that uh, it, it's it's been just as innovative. You know, whether it had been uh, Quincy Jones or Ernest Anderson or Ray Charles or 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 Jimi Hendrix or Nirvana and Pearl Jam, and I think that uh, like I said, for the next millennium, hip hop is is going to be like the, one of the, 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 the trademarks of, of Seattle, aside from the Space Needle and Starbucks and everything <laughs> else, you know, yeah. for real. So people are going to be able to identify, you know, Seattle, and they're going to be like, oh, damn, quality, quality hip-hop, you know what I mean, not commercial rap. Yeah. Um, independent labels have been kicking ass this year, like Ruckus, you know, a lot of people through the Fat Beast distribution have been making a lot of noise, you know. So you know, you think that you know, independent hip hop is ready to like shove the Puffies, the Masterpiece, the Missies, you know, off the charts, and you know, maybe we can actually start to see some some honest music, you know, do commercially well. Um, it's gonna be difficult, you know what I mean, because um, the 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 machine, you know, behind. You know the mechanisms behind that machine are 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 really you know thoroughly oiled and just well entrenched. So that 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 industry in itself, I think, will still exist. You know because you'll have you know radio programmers who will won't be courageous or won't be innovative and won't want to change a format that's already successful for them, that's already making them money. Um, so on that level, I think there's going to have to be alternative just in terms of like radio. You know, people are going to have to not necessarily tune into commercial radio to hear. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to, I mean, they say it themselves, it's commercial radio, so they play commercial music. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to have to have underground radio, pirate radio, or just be able to exist artistically uh, and financially as independent labels without radio. Um, that's possible, uh, and, 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 it, and it definitely, for a lot of people, is the case. 
Um, so, like I said, you know, Puffy, he's going to do his thing. Um, you know, Timberland, Missy, they're going to do their thing. And uh, independent labels are going to continue to do their thing, you know. I think that, you know, people also, as consumers and supporters of the culture, are going to have to demand a little bit more, just in terms of originality, uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it, it, originality and quality, you know. I mean, if, if people accept, you know, the same recycled beats and the same, you know, ABC rhymes, then that's what they'll be given. But when, once people start demanding, you know, uh, on all levels, you know, calling up to the radio station, calling out the artist and saying, you know, hey, you know, I heard that song in 85 when, you know, the original artist sang it and it was cool then, but it's, you know, it's 99 now, you know, let's, let's, what are you, what are you going to do? I mean, because basically if we don't, as artists, create original compositions, what are our children or, 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 or the young, you know, adults or peers, what are they going to have to sample? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of like, um, you know, you know, Puffy's sampling stuff from the 80s now. In 10 years, am I going to see people sampling Hanson or the Spice Girls? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, if it makes money, then people will do it, you know? And and that's the whole thing. I mean, there, there's like, there's two sides to, 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 to this, to this business, you know, or to, to, to just this whole cultural phenomenon, you know, known as, you know, to most people as rap, but within the hip hop culture, and that's like when you're dealing with it from an entrepreneurial level as a, you know, as a, as a label owner, you deal with the art side, the music side, and then you deal with the business and the money side. And it's like, you know, you have to be able to find a balance where one doesn't rule out and govern the other. You know, and if it does, you know, hopefully for us, you know, Jasiri and, and, and the other independent labels and, and artists in Seattle, let it lean more towards the creative and the artistic side and realize that if you stay true to what you create uh, in that vein, then money will come. But if, you know, don't, for, for us, money isn't the purpose of why we create. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, if we can, you know, manage what we create and are able to make money from it, then that's fine. But we don't, you know, these creations come from a higher, a higher source and so we, we, we treat them with a greater degree of respect. It's not uh, it's not all about the Benjamins. Yeah. For us, you know what I'm saying? On certain levels, yeah, you have to watch the bottom line. You have to know how to, to, to keep um, proper books and handle your accounting and all of those things. That's a granted, but that's not the sole purpose for making music. Yeah. You know I mean? What's uh, your advice? people coming up and you know they they might have like you know a different sound not not the funk daddy not the mix lot and not the kid sensation you know they play you know like like live instruments and they would be considered alternative hip-hop you know but you know they're not getting airplay from Q they're not getting airplay from rap attack what, what would you what would be your advice to people trying to come up and who are just starting out and have like you know five hundred dollars in the bank and you know what what are we gonna get with that you know never place never put uh, your fate or, 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 or destiny in terms of like where you want your direction in someone else's hands 
well, don't don't make it a contingent upon. Well, we'll be successful if this person supports it or if this radio station plays it. You have to be able to define success on your own terms and say, well, we're successful just because we're able to create in our basement or because we're able to make a mixtape and our friends enjoy it. You know, find out first and foremost what success means to you, define it on your own terms, and realize that everybody isn't going to be a supporter of what you create, but the people that don't support what you create, if they choose not to support it, what you create doesn't mean it's unsuccessful. You know what I mean? You got to be able to, uh, my brother right there, Negus, give me a hot on your effect. Oh, um, yeah. advice um, is just to, to realize that uh, it takes time, you know what I mean? And, 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 and the thing about it is, like, be, be, able to be, be able to set goals for yourself, like, in the, in the short term, the midterm, and the long term, but be able to find the happiness within it, you know what I mean? Don't, don't look to happiness as being somewhere down the road, like, yeah. say, well, once we get this out and we shop this demo or this label picks it up and we get some money and we have a video and we're able to tour, then we'll be happy. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to be happy within the creation of it, you know what I mean? Within, you know, that 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 underground obscurity. You know what I mean? Find that happiness just in the moment and in the camaraderie and the friendship of the people that you're creating with. So because if you don't know happiness or success in the now you're not gonna know it in then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know what it feels like and what it looks like now, if it does come down the road, you're not gonna know it. And if you and if it is introduced to you, you may not know how to deal with it. You know, so don't it's not it, like I said, it's not always contingent upon what you earn. You know what I mean? That's not that's that shouldn't be the, the way that we measure someone's worth or someone's success, you know what I mean? Because that's not to say that somebody that makes $7 an hour and supports their family is any, you know, less of a parent or less of a person than somebody who makes, you know, a million dollars a year. You know what I mean? People are people and we have to be able to, 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 to get away from judging people but dealing with people outside of the way that we're conditioned to, like, relate to one another, like, in those financial and material terms. Yeah. Something like that. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, now, the series has been a group known to put, to put out very socially and politically conscious records, you uh. know? And you think it's important for people like my age, like 16, 15, 14, to, you know, have this understanding now when, you know, we only have the right to vote, you know, we barely get to drive, you know? Yeah. I mean... It's like that's a, that's the thing too. It's like you know, Jasiri as a label, you know, and the groups within it, you know, Social Neighbor, Beyond Reality, Felicia, and so on and so on. It's like I think that the music that we create is just a reflection of our experiences, you know, as a people and as of the things that we, we we face in our day day to day life. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's not so much that it's like political or it is conscious music because we're conscious people, you know what I mean? But we're not like, that's not solely what we're about, you know, like yeah. we're not like, you know, 
it's not like to be pigeonholed. Basically, to define the Jasiri sound, it's soul music, you know what I mean? And it comes from the soul, and the soul experiences, you know, every, any and everything, you know, the good and the bad, the positive and the negative. And what we do as like physical beings is try to interpret, you know what I mean, the vibrations that we get from our soul and lay it down, you know what I'm saying, on CDs, on vinyl, on tapes, and, and, and put it to music. And hopefully it's something that can move not just people's, you know, behinds, you know what I'm saying, but it can also move, you know what I'm saying, their intellect and, and their spirit at the same time. I mean, because to me it's like, it's like dealing with music in the holistic terms. Any, like, indigenous people, you know, from, from, from cultures, whether they be Filipino or, 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 or any, you know, African or, or any, like, you know, like I said, indigenous people, tribal people, communal people, music played a ritualistic part in their day-to-day -day life. It wasn't like, oh, let's go to the club and, you know, mm -hmm. you know get a drink and, you know what I'm saying, let's yeah. go to the club and get a drink and just kick it. I mean, music, you know, what was a form of reverence to whatever entities or deities that, you know, they, they, they chose to, 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 to pray to or to worship or played a, an important role in their society. You know, so, so music in this society, oftentimes, you know, like we say, it is, they do, we, it is reflective of, you know, the beliefs that this larger society holds about the money and the materialism. And for us, it, it goes beyond that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like I said, it's important to be able to have money to, to put out what you, what you create, but at the same time, what you create isn't, shouldn't always necessarily be motivated by the money. So it's like, you know, think about, like I said, things like in a, in a historical perspective where you can deal with, you know, the sun or the moon or just people moving the spirit, you know what I'm saying? And not so much just, you know, mindless, you know, bullshit. Yeah. How do you feel you can change Seattle hip hop as it is right now or influence it in any manner? Mm, I don't, yeah, I don't really know if we can change it. We can just, we can just do what we do um, as, as individuals first, as people, uh, because before, you know what I'm saying, um, I, I'm an entrepreneur or a, or a label owner or, a, or an MC or any of that, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm a man, you know, and so it's, it's the things that I do in my day-to-day -day life, you know, that are going to be uh, projected or reflective of, of, of the experiences that I, that I encounter and I deal with day-to-day, -day, you know. On the um. <laughs> uh, oh, how how can we um how are we gonna change how can we change yeah. influence? Um, just by just by you know what I'm saying, putting out banging music, you know what I'm saying, putting out music that that's able to move people uh, on on a lot of different levels. Like I said, putting out quality soul music, you know what I mean, that that moves people uh, on a deeper level. Uh, and maintaining you know uh, maintaining developing and establishing healthy relationships with people um, across the board, you know what I'm saying, from all all walks of life. You know, that that'll be that'll be something that I think that we can do to, to change. I mean because it's like basically audio integration. You know what yeah. I mean? To be able to like take from just, you know, not just being all oh, a hip hop artist, but being, you know, saying an artist or a musician and being able to deal and work with people, you know, in other scenes within this same city, you know, so we can have like. Yeah, I'll when I come back. Okay. Okay.
So I don't know. You know, say just by being being good people. You know, what I'm saying that that'll be bringing a good vibration. You know, what I'm saying and putting out uh, quality music and leading. Uh, just just leading amongst leaders. You know, what I'm saying I don't I don't want. We don't want or expect, you know, to to be like the torchbearers of the Seattle Sound because Seattle Sound it can't be defined just by us because we're not all that there is in Seattle. So it's basically, you know, keep in touch and supporting, really, you know, supporting everybody and anybody else who's dealing with whatever you know it is they're dealing with, uh, supporting them 100%. Uh, you know. Um, final thoughts on like Seattle hip hop or hip hop in general. See, like I said, Seattle hip hop is uh, Seattle hip hop is hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just Seattle hip hop. It's, it's hip hop. Um, and hip hop is 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 like a a universal uh, medium. You know what I mean? Where people are, are are able to be brought together. You know, through through sound and song and. Uh, Good things are going to be happening in the next millennium, you know, for 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 this city, in relationship to this scene, you know, the the, the hip hop scene. Uh, just keep your ears and, and eyes open and support uh, as many of of, of your independent uh, artists as possible, you know, by attending their shows, picking up their product, uh, getting in touch with them, uh, conducting interviews like this, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like, clearly we, we have, like, a tight-knit, like, family here as far as, like, the, the hip-hop, like, heads go around here. You know, everybody knows everybody, or if they don't know them directly, they can get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, I would just say, you know, to continue to support one another, and uh, that hip-hop is, like, is, is going through a, a revival period right now. People are, are taking it back, getting back to basics. You know what I mean? Getting back to basics. You know what I'm saying? Respecting the art. Res- a, res- a higher degree of respect for the art is 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 what's needed in order for the art to survive. Because the art has been uh, pimped, it's been prostituted, it's been commercialized, and in, in order for it to endure and thrive uh, in, in in you know the year 2000 and beyond, it has to be back to basics and back to uh, basically just back to basics and then back to respect you know, for the art.